This upcoming podcast is rated M for Mature. We use swearsies and talk about adult stuff. All contents herein are for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and should not be taken as any sort of gospel. Listener discretion is advised. everybody welcome back to the utah outcasts it's a show <laughs> that's, i'm just diving into that from now on <laughs> this is sure. episode number 403 and we're glad to have you along for the ride yeah <laughs> 400s man <laughs> and there's actually probably what? there's probably more but oh i'm sure there's more well and after well, there's a few that after coming back and i see spotify saying that hey congratulations your podcast reached this many people this year and they're like You've put out 29,000 minutes of audio this year. <laughs> and I'm like, is that too much? Did, Probably. Am I doing too much? I don't know. But but it's like, that's more than 99% of people in your category. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's I, not I, too much. I don't care. What? <laughs> I'm still here. Well, we ha- how does nobody know who we are? I'm just saying. Well, the problem we're is very it, cool. it's we're we're like the Marvel comics of podcasts. Uh, nobody <laughs> wants to jump in at this point because they're afraid they're going to miss the backstory. You don't need backstory. Too much to cover. Don't, the lore does not matter. The lore is the lore nonsense. Is, is, yeah. But Kyle is just trying to explain that the Marvel <laughs> universe needs its own flashpoint. Uh, we do. And then, uh, we do need to do a, a hard reset. And then a total reset of the universe that yeah. everyone hates. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm looking at you, DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back and, and do the new 52. I love DC, of- but do we need another 52? Do we need another one? I think we do. You know, <laughs> This one didn't work out too well. Let's try it again. 52 was fucking fantastic. They're like, oh, we're going to do new 52. Fuck you, man. <laughs> but instead of this crisis, we're going to have a third or fourth crisis. Fuck, right. come on, man. I can't defend you that hard. Uh, anyway, like right, I said, we episode- have a crisis on unlimited Earths this time. <laughs> <laughs> totally different from Infinite Earths. Trust me. Trust me. If you're if you're new here, it's a podcast between the three of us that live in Utah. And sometimes a guest, which we have tonight, where we talk about you know things that we want to talk about. And this week, I happen to write some stuff, so that's what we're going to get to here in a couple minutes. I'm your host X, and joining me this week are Kyle and Felicia, and our special guest Kevin from the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast so welcome excellent kevin fine to be here it's It's just just not great just fine yeah that's yeah yeah Mm -hmm. agreed i'm honored for you to have me (laughs) (laughs) well i'm here that's yes i'm here i'll begin when i'm ready what more do you want from me (laughs) there is not there's nothing more to get (laughs) whenever i'm ready (laughs) i agree (laughs) so uh you can find us on twitch every saturday night starting around Uh 8 p.m ish you know i'm not going to give you guys a hard time on that one because nor where are we going to commit to a time i'm never going to be there before 8 p.m let's put it that way that's mountain (laughs) time by the way so you adjust for wherever the fuck you listen because i'm not going to do the math for you so just, just jump in when you see it. There you go. And we're on YouTube. Just type in Utah Outcast. You'll find us on one of two channels. You might matter. have to try a couple searches because <sighs> algorithms are a thing. 
I don't know, man. And then someone by the name of Grocheck out there in chat. Since we do this on Twitch, we get uh, uh-huh. we get chat in from people every once in a while. Says go over, go overachievers. <laughs> we do, we do overachieve so much and put so much effort into the show. So much work. You know, I don't go home. To and be just, fair, I don't go home and just actually put in some effort. <laughs> I mean, some, but if you're asking me to go back and re-listen to the entire episode I just did, no, I'd rather slash my wrists. You know. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys, but I'm not going to listen to the same. Really sticking a stake in the heart of all of us who edit our episodes. I've done the kind of content where I have to do a lot of editing too, like a lot. So now, Kevin, I did get that from the the uh, Waiting for Wrath podcast guys, and who's still around? Oh, (laughs) I love you guys. If you're still listening to us out there in the world, Jen, we miss you. I miss them too. (laughs) (laughs) I just found it funny because someone's like. I want to join your podcast network. Well, you don't really do a lot of editing in your show. And I'm correct. Like, correct. <laughs> we are not. That's how I'm still sane after 10 years. Of we doing are this. not yep. going <laughs> to do that. I still have the Yeti, though. No, no, um, the red one. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's on my little Yeti. <sighs> Man. So, OK, let's go ahead and get to what we've been up to for the past week. If you guys have any fun stories you might want to bring up or anything interesting happened to you. I'm going to go quick because mine sucked. <laughs> OK. I went to Prairie Schooner tonight. What is that? Have you ever heard of Prairie Schooner? No. Okay. Absolutely no. It is a restaurant in Ogden. Ogden, Utah, you know, old railroad town. It is the, it's the less Mormon version of like every other city around until you hit Salt Lake. That's true. (laughs) And it's a, it's a restaurant where the, the whole fascia of the front of it looks like old western town kind of thing where okay, it's like so we saloon. Got a theme here. It, it is a whole uh, fucking theme okay and it's down by like the old uh it's down by like the ogden river like where Slackwater was oh uh-huh. yeah <clears throat> it's okay. down there and it's an it's an old timey kind of restaurant mm-hmm. it's a steak place and I, and you go into it and where they seat you when you go into this place are in fucking covered wagons <laughs> <laughs> they're like tables okay. that are like covered wagons and i'm like i just wanted a steak tonight that's all i really wanted and it was fucking was expensive <laughs> but like we ordered a plate of fried mushrooms like because they do really good fried mushrooms there you know battered and fried yeah mushrooms. yeah 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 okay, yeah they were fucking fantastic it was eight bucks and it was a garbage can lid full of fucking fried mushrooms. I'm like, I'm not going to eat all these. That's dinner. That's dinner. That that's, was that's pretty a- much dinner for us right there. And then, like, they fucked up my dinner a couple of things. I'm like, I don't want vegetables on my plate. Don't bring me any of that shit. Just bring me a yam and a steak, you know? <laughs> and they still brought out, like, broccoli all over the plate. I'm like, great. Now my steak is going to taste like fucking broccoli. Oh, and- I love broccoli. I'll eat broccoli. Ugh, I don't care. Give, give it. Give it to me in all the ways. But, like, inside this place, like, it's very dim lit, except for the light that you have in your covered wagon, where it's, like, this old-timey lantern-looking thing. No! You guys, there's going to be so much dust in there. I can already smell it. Oh, no, you haven't even heard the best part of it. Like, in the middle, where where there's not areas where they put other people, where you could just easily shove in more tables for this restaurant, there's taxidermied shit. No! All over this place, (laughs) There were, like, bears, mooses, elk bobcats like all the shit that lives nearby that someone taxidermied put into this place and all of them today were wearing fucking christmas hats <laughs> that's so grim hey this just sounds like texas roadhouse done right to me <laughs> yeah see what? texas roadhouse you know is what? fake as shit you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anybody goes to texas roadhouse 
for authenticity. <laughs> authentic authentic you, you Texan meals. Nobody goes <laughs> Look, they shouldn't. You go, you go there for, for I like their for peanuts in the waiting of, area. For a piece of meat. <laughs> That's it. Not a good piece, though. Not decent. But mm, not not well, my I was mad that they cooked my steak wrong, fucking wrong. I wanted medium, and they made it medium rare, so it was like it was basically cold. <laughs> medium rare is the no, no, no I don't look. Look, if I every time you medium rare people, you're all a bunch of snobs. If I was cooking, I like stuff, the taste. Here's the thing: I would know it would be seared the right way. I don't trust other restaurants to sear the steak the right way, so I know I'm not going to get some fucking weird infection from eating the steak. <laughs> okay, you're right. If that's not that's not the kind of place that you're getting tartare from. And yeah, absolutely not. No, I I love tartare. <laughs> I will steak tartare. Mm. Nope. I've watched Liver King. I will not watch anybody else eat raw fucking meat. It doesn't again. look like that. It doesn't. It does not. <laughs> he didn't eat meat. He ate steroids. <laughs> ha. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, everyone knew that. If you didn't, if you honestly believed that man was not on steroids, then you, I got, I got, uh, I, the hour -long I am in prison. I am in prison and I am a, I am a prince and I will give you lots of money, but you have to send me a thousand dollars first. Um, just saying liver King was never on steroids and I am a prince in prison. Right. I will give you money if you help me get out. <laughs> So yes, yeah. what's Liver King? You I don't know who Liver King is? What? what are you guys talking about? Again, I am not nearly as online as, as I am you jealous of you. I am so jealous of you. Right oh my now. god! Is it, is it? Can I screen share on it? Will that show up if I screen share? Uh, maybe because I, I don't know. I want, I want I can, Kyle to know. I can you. bring. I can bring him up real quick. On yeah, the let's let's share. sure. Sure. Yeah, you got to sure. know who Liver King that, is. This, this feels like me and the important part. Story. So that dude, <laughs> that's like second. Look so at this. you have you have three seconds to answer once you've seen him. Once you see him, did huh? this man use steroids? <laughs> I would need to see his penis. <laughs> you got to get a video. Get one of the Liver King videos because he's got to see this guy. No, I'm, I'll bring I, it up later. We'll do it some other time. Okay, right okay, now. okay, okay. But like he claimed that the way he got the way that he was from mm -hmm. living primal from I, like I'm sure sleeping multiple hours a day unlike the rest of us he see he he sleeps on like wood pallets or something like that and sure. uh he's very wealthy and he says that he got that big because he does simulated hunts and he eats organ meat and he eats that shit raw and you can see on video and it is disturbing like there's a video of him like like someone slaps down like eight pounds of hog testicle in front of him and he's like eating it and he's like more <laughs> the testicle what testicle is like there's a there's a texture with the testicles like i just I, won't i just won't like have you have you've ever seen <laughs> when it's within fears. somebody else maybe i'll lick them but i'm not gonna fucking just chew on <laughs> them you've seen food fears from mythical kitchen uh they there's testicle like mm. it test there's testicle is gross to look at it is horrifying to behold <laughs> so on halloween i was at a uh a bdsm club uh uh with i'm listening <laughs> and we were we were talking to a couple outside um and the guy i had like a, a lazy costume right just like a black cape i bought on him very cool yeah and, and, a, and a hat and this guy <laughs> was like everyone tells me for some reason i look like various people i don't remember who he told me i looked like but uh, and then he he just out of nowhere told me people tell me I look like the liver king. Oh. I, 
<laughs> looked at my partner and I whispered in her ear, oh, this is a fascist. Uh, we, <laughs> we, need to leave, we need to leave now. We can't play with these people. No. We have to go. No. <laughs> no. That's that- a lot of nuts. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so yeah, I went to Prairie Schooner. It wasn't that great. I spent entirely too much fucking money. They tried to charge me like double for the drinks that I got because they came to me and they said, we didn't actually have any eggnog to bring your, your cocktail. And I was like, okay, just bring me this instead. And they charged me for both drinks. And I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> They'll try to charge me nine bucks for a fucking cocktail that I didn't drink. I will, I will care in the shit out of that bill. You know? Oh. I still tip like a motherfucker to the waitress that was almost helping us out. But sure. I'm like, like, as far as the management in the kitchen goes, they fucked up royally <laughs> the entire night. Like, bring this out to me, but without the bullshit that I don't want these various sauces on top of this food that you're bringing me. <laughs> it's just variations on mayo. Okay. No, no. Here's what it is. It was fucking like tato skins kind of thing. But like it was it's fries. It's basically fries with like cheese and bacon on top of it. And they're like, we go on top of that. And we put. We drizzle it with ranch sauce. Mayo. And yep. I'm like, Variations no. on mayo. My kids won't even eat that shit. So no. this is like, you no. Know what, you know what? That reminds me of what you just did was the Patton Oswalt joke about uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Corral or whatever it is. I oh, my it. God. That's a, oh, that's an old bit. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yep. uh, let's see. Uh, this week, um, I, I, I'm trying a new uh, tactic on the anti-aborts. I try a few new tactics every once in a while. And my newest one has to, to be like, so what's your solution for periods here? So like, this is my, this is my <laughs> new one this week is um, because if anyone knows anything about menstruation, they will know that uh, z- uh, embryos, fertilized eggs, mm-hmm. just get dumped all the time sure. in them. Yeah. Happens constantly. Yeah, roughly 50 or 60% of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh so if they as they claim believe that it is a baby from the moment that sperm is inside an egg that is a baby then they should be horrified that people are just dumping their periods in toilets and trash cans all willy-nilly. And what their proposed solutions to that are. And so far, all I've gotten is, well, like, but periods are natural. Ah, that's not what I said. I said that y- you said that's a baby. And you <laughs> think babies should either be born or buried, right? Well, of course, every human being deserves dignified burials. Uh, so what do you want to do about the periods? I'm kind of fight them on that one, too. Not everybody needs a grave. <laughs> I, I also disagree. Uh, I don't think. See, I'm just envisaging all those little trash cans in the stalls and women's restrooms now, with like <laughs> having headstones over top a- of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I want to know. I want to know what their solution to periods are because they are so sure that this is a baby. This is a human baby that is getting flushed down toilets. So uh, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll see what I get. So far, the like that you just get some vague references to the naturalistic fallacy. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be like, well, if you don't want to have a baby, don't have sex, which is also just an insane thing to say. But even when people somebody is having sex with the intent of getting pregnant, they are still going to flush 
what they consider babies down toilets. And I want to know what they want to do about that, because in their worldview, there is no murder. There's no ethical (laughs) way to procreate in their worldview. There is no ethical way to procreate or they want us to like have funerals for every period or they want like every period all the menstrual blood to be collected and like evaluated by a lab to see if there was a zygote in it and if there was a zygote every in it then we now have to just has a catholic priest there 24 <laughs> 7 yeah, just- i'm just splashing some water and I'm just curious what monsters are actually flushing menstrual products because that's real bad. Those pipes uh, can't handle that. It's not you don't you don't always have to like I'm not just talking about no, tampons no, no, no. and pads. There's right, also right, cups. Right, yeah, yeah. There's cups and then right, also right. sometimes I'm just wanting more just, Viking funerals <laughs> and toilets. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you have not to in the toilet and shoot a little flaming arrow. Floating tea lights it's, on the top of the water. It's it's it, <laughs> The little, the little waste basket next to next to the toilet is now a tiny little crematorium. Yeah, you just <laughs> <laughs> you you put the lid on and like you hear the striker catch and just fucking sets a flame. Right, Incredible right, stuff. Right. And then you get you know an eight bit little like dan dan dan. You know, like you got in the video uh-huh. games. That's that's good enough. <laughs> Plays taps. <slowly. laughs> Let's see. Let's see how this plays out for them. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think this is gonna go great in their favor because if they just say periods aren't a big deal, then I'm gonna be like, okay, so then you admit that's not a fucking baby. Because <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the world. But I think disposing of babies in toilets and trash cans is generally a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, you usually throw them in the dumpster before prom. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, ah! it's, they, they, they do not flush well. I mean, they, uh, full babies? No, they don't flush well. Actual Kyle. babies. Babies. No. Babies don't. No. <laughs> <sighs> poor, poor little things just sit there and spin around, twirl around, <laughs> tiny little legs just flopping around. I, you know, okay, I, moving on. I, I walked Go into ahead. horrible dead baby jokes. I really did. I didn't. Oh god, you're gonna ruin my legal career. <laughs> Don't say a word. Nothing. And I could go on. As for you're hours, not lawyer, I'm going to advise you to remain silent. Kyle, how many dead baby jokes did you tell <laughs> today? Today. <laughs> Okay, so okay, we have between Kevin and Kyle. What have you guys been up to? I had a birthday, so that was about it. <laughs> and I feel bad for not celebrating it with you. I, I, honestly, you know what I did for my birthday? I I didn't go to work. Good job. That's a good day. And I advocate everybody to take their birthday off. And and then I dragged my family to dinner. I didn't drag them to dinner. I just said, "Hey, we're going to dinner." And my kids looked at me and said, "Why?" <laughs> so this is why we need toilets with macerators but i also think we this happens to organize- with story too <laughs> we need to organize a wildcat nationwide strike on everyone's <laughs> birthday so on any given day one 364th of the country is on strike goddamn That's right yeah oh fair. my god somebody somebody uh, uh birthday day birthday paradox thing birthday paradox that like if there's a room of 23 people, there's a 50% chance that they all share the same birthday. Like, I'm just saying there's uh, there's something relevant here for the birthday paradox. I'm not a math girl. I just think people but- like to fuck specific times of the year more often than not. That's you know? not it. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> no, this is a math thing. 
This is about mm. probability, and then it's also pr- it's been proven in. Re- I don't know. It's crazy. Like my parents got Randy in June of t- 1979. That's when they got fucking Randy. <laughs> Halloween. Wait. <laughs> For me, okay, I was too much premature. I should have okay. been. I should have been that go. much later. Okay, yeah. gonna, okay. now sorry, the math works. sorry. The math works there, the Kyle. Math works. Too, works. too much. I thought you were yeah. telling us I'm that sur- you had a named Randy. I'm a, I am amazed I survived <laughs> because this was 1980s health technology yeah. in the military. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty in Texas. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I was a result of Valentine's Day or some shit like that. Yeah, either that or St. Patty's. That's possible too. <laughs> So, uh, grow check out there in census. I think most parents are just raunchy in the winter time since there's nothing else to do. I mean, there's plenty more to do now that there wasn't 79. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and, let's be clear. Summers used to like be like the temperature for like good sweaty fucking. Now it's not. Now it's like it's now it's hot. bad sweaty fucking. Air conditioning has ruined good sweating fucking for all of us. Oh, in Utah, like okay, I not just Utah. I live in a house that has terrible insulation, and we only have. A swamp cooler, um, and it's I got it's hot in my house all summer. It's I'm like I can't. I am I am somebody who's ready to go, almost always. Um, but in this, the last two summers have been like it's, I can't. It's too hot. It's too. <laughs> Put me on a block of ice, then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> Global warming, killing your sex life. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> So, Kevin, what have you been up to for the last week? I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, God, do I do I go funny or do I be a downer here? I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll make it funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, as I mean, we did I, with so just I'm dead babies. So, I mean, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> I'm a lawyer, as I said, uh, and I represent uh, some people who are incarcerated. Okay. Uh, so this last week, I went and visited one of my clients uh, in uh a state correctional facility in Kansas, one that many people have heard the name of. Um, and uh, that what, boy, wasn't that a delight. Uh, oh, no. We're, we are going in and we're informed after we had spent two weeks trying to get this legal visit set up uh, that we wouldn't be able to have one of the separate legal meeting rooms. Excuse me? Uh, because it's, it's during count. And so those are all locked. Uh, so instead, uh, they, they graciously told us that we could be uh, on one end of a room about 40 feet away from the person who apparently had to be in the room with us. So uh-uh. I got to yell at some jail officials. <laughs> like, that's not how lawyering works, asshole. I'm pretty sure that they have a right. You don't get to have the opportunity to listen to me talk to my client. That doesn't right. happen. That's not how it <laughs> no. Room with the door, bitch. <laughs> Make it happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. No, I mean, not that that does that doesn't guarantee that they have. Right, but, but yeah, you know, it's still a lot better than having a guy going. Excuse me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's oh, I hate prisons. I hate them so much. Oh my god, do I hate them? Uh, I mean, slave centers. Yeah, generally, yeah. generally, mm-hmm. generally unfavorable things. Yeah. I don't think most people like prison. Uh, you know, I, I, I asked my client, and he said it was like a baseball. Really? It's uh, no, is it? They're they're fucking night. Okay, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking jail versus prison. Jails where you go to cool down for a couple of months. <laughs> 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 right. And well, you eat no, bologna sandwiches and play cards. Yeah, yeah. No, but nobody. My client was in prison. You know, I use the term interchange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Abolish them all. Burn him down. Sure. Yep. Yep. He can't Except say that as a they, lawyer. They, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he can. 
I'm pretty sure he's the one they put Stuart Rhodes. I'm all uh, Alaymi. Oh God, I always forget her last name. She's also a lawyer, and she's a prison abolitionist. Uh, she was featured on uh, last week tonight. This well, year. that's also okay, Kevin. No one's going to hear this anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the the people who work in my I, I work on innocence cases. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So people who have wrongful convictions. Uh. All the people who work in my field, who I work with, um. Uh. There's none of us who deny there are some people who need to be separated from society. Uh. But our system that we have right now is so fucked up and so <laughs> inhumane. And so awful, we are so um, overcharging everyone who goes into our system so that, you know, uh, I have to be as vague as possible about it, which I have to under my ethical rules as a lawyer. I have a client who didn't kill anyone, uh, who is innocent, but the the crime that he is convicted of did not involve him. And he essentially got a life sentence because by the time his sentence is up, he will be in his 60s. Mm. So it's, it's, fucking ridiculous it's just fucking ridiculous okay i'm, um, I'm yeah, going to try to say and we like i said there are people who need to be in prison that number is so much drastically smaller than the number of people we have in there right now um and just the inhumanity of the way we run them right now fuck them all we, we just need yep. to burn them down and start uh i'm actually like i'm like a straight up prison abolitionist like i think that, s- that prisons are unnecessary for society and the reason that we need to lock people away from society is because of systemic causes um, that they that these are not necessary for a healthy society. And in fact, make us more dangerous. But I'm not going to get into prison abolition too much. Uh, Oleami, I'm just I'm probably saying her name wrong. Uh, Oleami Olurin is a lawyer and uh, is also a prison abolitionist. And she's great on Twitter and she has shows. She's she works for The Hill. Like the, I haven't read that that website in a while. The like, Utah newspaper, and she works for them, and she's a prison abolitionist. Uh, she's she's incredible. Um, so your, like, your brother happens to say, Kevin, that I've already contacted the bar. <laughs> yeah, he does that all the time. Sends him so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that a lawyer is allowed to be publicly uh, right. opposed to prisons. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. No. No. I I, I, I didn't mean so, that I can't be publicly opposed right. to prisons. The, the, I can't give out information about my clients. Yes. That's right. what I can. I that's, what I, I guess so that's that, why I have to be vague about the, the details of some of my clients. So I guess the big question is, is your brother aware that the bar is not, you know, the place down the street, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not. The Barristers probably Association. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell you him. Know, I do wish we had fancier names like Barristers. That is such a it's, better name. Yeah. I wish we used that here. No, you're a lawyer. Lawyer. I, I, would, rather, I would rather call my solicitor. <laughs> yeah. I don't if know. I that... to be fancy, I say attorney. attorney. Man, only because I've brought it up in multiple other places. There was a whole episode of Farscape where it was about lawyers. You know, uh-huh. like Esquire. The, the entire planet was was, was lawyers. You know. <laughs> do you do, oh, do, you sure do the Esquire? Like an absolute dream. Oh no, it didn't. It was a dystopian nightmare. It was fantastic. <laughs> Everybody was afraid to do anything. It was terrible. I have a friend who's a lawyer, and every time somebody's like, I think I want to be a lawyer, he's like, "Mm -mm, don't do it. Uh, (laughs) No, you don't. So Let me me tell you, nobody wants to be a lawyer. You don't want to work as many hours as we have to. (laughs) So you had the room where you had to yell at the guy that they didn't give you the right room. Was Did you have anything else about what happened? I'm sorry. We we completely sidetracked it because that's what we do around here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the modus operandi. I mean, you know. Good visit with a client. Um, uh, anyone who's who's watching, support your local innocence project. Yep, mm-hmm. they do great work. 
a lot of people give to the Innocence Project, which is just like the big one everyone's heard of. But your local area probably has its own Innocence Project. Uh, you know, there's like three of them in California. Texas has like two. Um, there's a bunch of them all over the place. So uh, support them if you can. They do really great work. Indeed. Hi, I'm Amy with a Y, and I live in Minnesota. And I'm Amy with an I, and I live in Texas. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. They used to have that cartoon, Daria. This is what would happen if Daria and Jane grew up and started a podcast. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold and you can join us on all the social medias just search for secular soup podcast in the google machine take it from your old friend eli bosnick grab a bowl and taste the magic slurp even this want to get in touch with the outcasts it's easy we're available on most social media platforms as utah outcasts we're on youtube reddit patreon stitcher spreaker well shit you name it uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. Let's go ahead and dive into our main topic since we got that out of the oh, way. For sure. Yes. What's that? I forgot Kyle said his thing. Yep, he did say his thing. So it was a birthday. That was, <laughs> I remembered it as much as he intended, I think. <laughs> to the benefit of our esteemed guest tonight, I wanted to dive into a special little slice of hell that is extremely, but also uniquely, Utah. Uh, Kevin, are you aware of the United States' first 9 11? Yes, I know about the Mountain Meadows Massacre. <laughs> that, uh, that's an interesting I character. I've been in uh, uh, leftist atheist podcasting for uh, a number of years now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So the story is fantastic. Uh, not exactly for the salacious nature of it, but the way it encapsulates the entire way the state is run. <laughs> you know, uh, it literally sets the tone for this whole damn area of the world. Right. Right. But it also happens to involve the great, great, great grandpappy of our own sitting senator. Mike fucking Lee. Right. Ooh, I mean, we, we, should, we should probably preface this whole thing by saying uh, absolutely nothing happened and everything's fine. <laughs> That's uh, what the Mormon church would have you believe. Oh, sorry, you know? sorry. Sorry, I got my talking points wrong. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's Mormon upbringing came back out. He, sometimes, you know, that, that programming goes deep. There's nothing wrong here. <laughs> there is no Everybody war. Everybody went to Poland. There is no war in Bossing. There Zay. was no Mountain Meadows. Mountain Meadows. You know, when, when we had X. On our podcast, uh, we talked about W. Cleon Scouse. Yep, that's a real um, piece of shit right there. Let me tell you, who is I feel like one of those people so heavily important for just rewriting the entire history mm. of everything regarding the Mormon Church. Uh, what a turd! Man. <laughs> I, I think that's being generous. I well, think. okay. All you need to know is that he's constantly referred to on Infowars. Yeah, they've oh. had him as a guest lots of times. Or no, that's his kid, isn't it? Not the not the well, grandpappy. No, W. Cleon Skousen is a founding father of the American far right wing, including yep. like the John Birch Society. Yep. A lot of their ideas. <laughs> Ooh, John Birch. I know. A huge Glenn Beck influence. So yep. when Glenn Beck was popular, he was pimping out Cleon Skousen's books in the 
2010-ish era. Oh, Glenn um, Beck. He's still of, around. He's speaking still... of Glenn Beck, he is our patron episode this week. So if you want to find that, you need to come and pay Ooh, at least a buck a month to come listen to I this. I really enjoy making fun of Glenn Beck. I because really, really Glenn do. Beck's got something to say about the LGBTQ people. So, And I figure all of us being queer, that's a good time for us to talk about this one. So, uh, <laughs> Anyway. I, I just just throw out an extra thing there for anybody who hasn't read it but is interested. Amazing book uh, uh, about Glenn Beck titled "Why Am I Blanking on the Title Right?" That's the name of it, actually. Uh, it's a very self-referential. Book. <laughs> we got a real who's on first situation here. <laughs> What's on second? Hold on. <laughs> I'll have it in about 30 seconds. <laughs> and oh, uh, just you know what? While we're here, uh, it is the Rocky Mountains Innocent Project is our local. So for Utah, it is the Rocky Mountains Innocent Project. So I thought we, I, I would pull that up, and when there was a good time, yep. and since I need to vamp a little bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got that one. So what well, is Common Nonsense by Alexander Alexander Zaitchik? Amazing. Uh, I hate right wing book titles. I just, uh, they're so no, no, no. This is a this is a left. Oh, it's, it's anti anti Glenn Beck. I'm sorry. Yes, and <sighs> it is one of those books where every other line is just a punch in the face. So what was that again? I got. I, I have the library thing where I can listen to audiobooks for free. Common nonsense. It's Com- amazing. Okay. Thank you. I'm always looking for new audiobooks. So. So anyway, talking about Mike Lee, it's funny enough. Um, did you know that it was his own grandpappy who died in 1877? He was involved with the wanton murder of settlers traveling through Utah Territory on their way to California back, way back in 1857. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. It also led to his excommunication from the church. And well, uh, I haven't even gotten started yet, so let's get oh, right to yeah. it. So, yeah, let's talk about ex- you get excommunicated for a massacre? I thought you got like promoted. Uh, uh, well, and not to spoil the story, but there's a fun little twist at the end of this one. So <laughs> <All right. laughs> So let's go ahead and start with the Wikipedia entry on this one because it's it gives you the basic information and I will jump into something else. So uh, the Mountain Meadows, Meadows Massacre between September 7th and 11th in 1857 was a series of attacks during the Utah War that resulted in the mass murder of at least 120 members of the Baker Fancher immigrant wagon train. Uh, the massacre occurred in the southern Utah Territory at Mountain Meadows and was perpetuated by Mormon settlers belonging to the Utah Territorial Militia, also known as the Nauvoo Legion, mm-hmm. which I have a whole bunch about them here in a there second. Is, so there's a lot to say about AKA them. AKA the, the Legion of Doom. The fun fact that hole just goes deep. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, <laughs> I went up. No I went up to the state capitol today to get family pictures taken. Oh, and they had like a monument to the Mormon Brigade, and oh, I'm like, uh, are those the same people? And I'm like, oh no, those are the same dumb fucks that marched all the way from fucking Kentucky to. California for the Mexican-American War or wherever the fuck it was, and I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Is that the weird wagon people? The the, the whole wagon thing? No, that's just... That's just the settlers. This is the hand, you're thinking of the hand, hand cart right. like Utah which, yeah. which is, settlers which is, in the state, which, is, so. which was so uncommon, it's practically <laughs> So, the Nauvoo Legion who recruited and were aided by some uh, Southern Paiute Native Americans, <laughs> and, and that's where I spent an hour last night trying to look this up i spent an hour trying to find more information on this it's hard to find yeah Mm -hmm. but i the paiute were essentially pressured into this they were deceived and grifted um i just found an article on indian country today about uh that talks about uh the native perspective so maybe you can yeah 
But um, so the wagon train was most the Paiute have a different version. Oh yeah, but they also mm-hmm. don't trust talking to white people that much about exactly. it. So uh, do you fucking blame them? Nope. <laughs> no. it's, it's, a, it's a little easier to find that information now after the, uh, the banner uh, under the banner, banner of heaven. Yeah, yeah, because they, they did. They did yeah. talk about the mm-hmm. Paiute perspective. Yeah, because guys, guess what? Uh, that was our most listened to episode this year. Oh yeah, and so it's like, huh? People seem to like more Utah shit. So <laughs> it was the most listened to episode, and and mostly what we did was was just say, yeah, that's, it's a good show. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. We and also it's not that far off. Yeah, we also did talk about the Mormonness of it. Like, like, yeah, yeah. How very Mormon it, it was. was yeah. Not die. It was not too exaggerated. But yeah, I did want to. I did want to mention that the Paiute have a slightly a different. different yeah. yeah. So it was made Probably mostly from. Mostly from people from Missouri and Arkansas headed bound for California. Mm-hmm. They were traveling on the old Spanish trail that passed through the territory. So the Nauvoo Legion, let's get, let's get into these guys, was a state-authorized militia. Mm-hmm. And they popped up in, because of their name, they popped up in Nauvoo, Illinois. Uh, this is before they got sent packing to the West. This is before Joseph Smith got... <clears throat> Tart and um, feathered for... No, uh, no, 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 not that one. Oh. Where he got rightfully fucking murdered for the bullshit that he did. <laughs> oh, you mean marrying children? You mean that thing he did? Uh, and also burning a fucking like a printing press and yeah, claiming did. that he's uh, he doesn't the law does not work against him. You know, also yeah. grifting people out of lots of money. Oh yeah, there was there was. Wait, that. I miss you. Were talking about is this uh, Donald Trump? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Uh, no. I know it, it sounds a lot like Donald Trump, so I can see it, it was it was Joseph Smith, the founder <laughs> so there of the. Rock, there was these rocks. I put them in my head. <laughs> what do I see in the head? <laughs> beautiful, absolutely beautiful. beautiful, phenomenal. So the these uh, were the best rocks. I'm a, the best at reading rocks. It says here in this non-biased article, on Wikipedia, which I, I I seethingly read sometimes. I'm like, somebody got in there and edited this thing because that's not. <laughs> It said, with growing antagonism from surrounding settlements, it came to have as its main function the defense of Nauvoo the surra- and surrounding Latter-day Saint areas of the settlement. Because they came in and they destroyed the local fucking governance because they like, we vote as a block and we're yeah. only going to vote for this person, you know. Not to mention the fact that he came up with funny, I mean, his own fiat currency oh, that did. he had. Yeah. You and, know. Then, yeah. and then also like, started enforcing Mormon fascist rule on, on the people local. that lived there in Nauvoo, Illinois. Yeah. So the, the Illinois state legislature granted Nauvoo a liberal city charter that gave them an extraordinary independence, even though it was still a component of the Illinois state militia under the ultimate authority of the governor of Illinois. Led by Joe Smith, because he couldn't he didn't know shit about running a militia or a military, but he put himself at the fucking front of it because he's the prophet of God. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't know shit about shit, but if he wasn't, if he wasn't in front he, of everything, well, and he was, all, he was also the mayor of Nauvoo. Yeah. Not to mention again, the prophet as we well, got so. we got the Donald Trump, Peter Thiel, uh, yeah. Elon Musk, Kanye West. Uh, what's his name? That that uh, R. Kelly vibes. We got the same. Kind of guy here. Right. So previously, you know, I just looked it up, and I am in about an hour drive away from Nauvoo. So, oh, I it's an interesting to place to go, fucking check out. You know, yeah. is it? No. No, it's it's not the same buildings. They don't have the same ones. They re- they made fucking replicas for some of this stuff. You know, yeah. a lot of those buildings weren't made to last. They were built no. quickly, <laughs> and also Chicago. Is- <laughs> 
it got burned down like what four three times something like that chicago's burned down if you listen to the right wing every summer <laughs> that's right <laughs> never burned never mind the murder down. rate in chicago is like 17 okay Death by handguns in Chicago was like 1,700 in the no, last year. No, that was the entire state. No, I'm saying like in the entire state of that place. Meanwhile, Florida had like 4,000 mm-hmm. and Texas had like 5,000, man. It's like handgun oh, I death. I live in the city with the highest murder rate in the country, St. Louis. That's per capita. Oh. You know. There's no it's, comparison. Yeah, per capita. Per yeah. cap, murder rate. It's, murder rate, it's, not it's, number. Yeah. Right. Not right. number. Murder right. rate. St. Right. Louis. But the only reason Chicago isn't higher is because, well, everybody dies. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like cicadas. It's just not uh, like the, People the just popu- pop out of the ground and, yeah, you know, shed their skin. It's an entirely new population every year. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. They have to repopulate the city every year. Yeah, uh, all of the, the, uh, the great. Chicago are perennials. They, they have a right. bulb. At the root. Oh so, in 1844, after a controversy where the Nauvoo expositor uh, newspaper was burned to the ground because it dared publish stories against Joseph Smith talking about the fact that he was doing, oh I don't yeah. know fucking children right. you know right they and it was all the it was no the, that was normal that was the normal m- marriage age oh, <laughs> right, yeah. no that was it was a different time yeah I heard that one <laughs> yeah. but oh also that okay. was the age of consent back then it was not it was totally <laughs> fine because people didn't live as long that's that yeah first of all no second of yeah. all when there was royalty who did get married that young they didn't consummate that young and it has only ever been like royalty who was doing this for like power and you know business and shit that right. did get married that young for almost everyone in places where the royalty were marrying that young uh they were people were getting married at 22 <laughs> to well, 25 also, keep in mind that whole like mortality rate of people dying at x amount of years younger than they have now is because there was a lot of child deaths. In the- <laughs> That's true. That drives that drives, <laughs> that the, drives average the average down. down quite a bit when everybody dies at one or two. <laughs> Even Joe oh, Smith so- had like four that died because in their infancy. You right. Know? Right. Right. And three of those were his wives. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, oh, goddamn! <laughs> so anyway, it says because says in the article here it says due to the publication of articles publicly exposing Smith's co- covert practice of polygamy. Which is funny because, like, there were people that were married to Joseph Smith that were also married to other guys at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. No, he no. didn't, and that's the that's the fucked up thing it about was... this whole thing is like, hey, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, the smart cult leaders. The uh oh, your mic's doing that thing again. The robot's back. Oh, God damn it! So he he basically, and I'm using Robert the term. The show. Oh, I was going to say a Cyberman, but <laughs> <laughs> he literally. Like cuckooed other guys. Yeah. I'm not can't use the other word because it'll get us pulled off oh, the switch. Right. You know? No, it will. <laughs> yeah, you can't use uh, that term anymore. Even if it is the most accurate term for this whole thing, is that he literally was laying eggs in another person's nest. You know? Oh wait, he was laying sperm in someone else's nest of eggs. I don't. No, no, nope, no. Nope, nope. You know what? Abandoned ship, Gross, my dude. dude. Nope. Yeah, that's not. We are not going to refer to someone's uterus as somebody else's nest. (laughs) So Joseph Smith was ordered to Carthage jail under charges of treason, and it was there that he was killed by a mob. Not an unruly mob. One that was like literally had governorship in the front of it. Like even the people from Illinois were like, we've had enough of your shit, man. It was it was such an unruly mob. They showed up 
at the court at they the courthouse at the jailhouse, knocked on the door, went in peacefully. It was it, it was, was until Joe and his brother fucking started shooting at them because was, they had a gun in jail. Somebody because, well, but look, the the mob wouldn't <laughs> put their hands up fast enough, so Joe had to shoot. You know, it was just what else was he gonna do? <laughs> and I love the made up story of the whole Carthage jail thing, where it's like they've killed me as he falls out the fucking window. <laughs> Get out of here, man! He didn't know. The he last thing you said was "gah." <laughs> it wasn't even that. It wasn't. It, it, that didn't even. That's not even what killed him. The, he the sudden stop. The fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> that no, not even that killed him. He was still alive after that. Like they, they. <laughs> what killed him, Kyle? <laughs> they, they shot him. Syphilis. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, what did he die of? No, it was <laughs> a broken heart. <laughs> it was it was not like a whole like heroic martyrdom thing like the story goes. It was very much the opposite. No, it was not. He was not trying to run away. <laughs> so, after and he the was uh, bad. <laughs> So, shortly after that, uh the Nauvoo charter was revoked and the legion lost its official sanction as the arm of the uh, Illinois militia. So, mm-hmm. After the revocation of it, the members of the Nauvoo Legion continued to operate under the command of Brigham Young. You know, another real dandy oh. person that existed in history. And what's her name? Madame uh, Pitterini? Uh, Joseph Smith's uh, top wife. Emma. Emma. <laughs> Emma broke off and created the Church I know, of Christ she, because she, she didn't. She didn't think that uh, Brigham Young... It should have Young, been lineage, not... Yeah, she, and she didn't think Brigham Young was true to the faith, which I think is interesting. I there there are there are some stories that 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 she wasn't entirely bought in, and she was and there from the beginning of this, so she knew she it was bullshit. From the beginning. She, did. She, did. <laughs> she proclaimed you know to be a Mormon until she died. So, you know what's crazy to me is how much this tracks with all the other cults mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. that end up having. Like you know, like Waco schisms at the end. Like, yeah, right. The the wife of the former cult leader ended up sleeping with David Koresh and that's how he ended up taking up power over the group. Mm, and uh-huh. Just so much that tracks with all. Yeah. So, uh, at that point, Young led the Latter-day Saints to what became the territory of Utah, yeah. as they called it the Nation of Deseret at the time because that's yeah. the word for honeybee. He was... Which is oh, weird. Is that where we got that? Person. Yeah, Deseret oh, yeah. is Adamic language for mm-hmm. honeybee. Right. Adamic, what? Right. Yes, yeah. they had their own language that they made. Oh, of course they did. Oh, right. Nerds. Right. They had super special secret code? They had super yeah. special they, secret code, oh. and they named the place after a non-native species that they didn't even bring with them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had to be the winemakers that brought it with them. You it, know? <laughs> yes. Uh, they still have super secret codes. So, <laughs> oh, 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 Kevin, look up the, the Brigham Young alphabet. Just look that one up because that's a special he had a level. Separate alphabet? He oh, he made a he phonetic was, language that he that he they 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 wrote books of, in. He was this. the original Star Trek nerd. Like <laughs> he spoke Klingon was, before anybody. Yes, it was so. So Joseph Smith was like the the original grifter there, <laughs> but Brigham Young made it fucking weird. He made it galactic. He took. <laughs> he was the guy who went okay. But what if we make this like real fucked up? What if we put this in space? <laughs> it's yeah. just English. 
This phonetic it's alphabet English is with a different alphabet. Is yeah, it's just is he just changed the yeah. symbols? It's just English, right? So instead of like an S H, there's a sound for sh. Right. He's know. got yeah. He's got ah. He's got e a ah o ah o u i ow woo ye ha pa ba ta da. It's like Japanese then. Yeah. A bad job of reinventing Japanese. Right. <laughs> no, it really is. When I it say is. when I say like this is English, what I mean is like when people speak in tongues yeah. and they're that's, just doing English yeah. sounds, like it's the same that's, cadence and sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's he he used he used that. It's pig Latin. He used, he used that to speak in tongues. Yeah, that uh, was his translated uh, heavenly language. Oh, okay. You yes. mean their pig Latin. quote unquote yeah. mushroom tea that they would have? You know, mm-hmm. sure. Where everybody mm. was tripping balls in church. You know? Right. <laughs> hey, maybe we should stop maybe dosing you're tell our me fucking. He invented Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Uber, Uber say you could say language like. Hey, I'm <laughs> glad my kids haven't caught on to pig Latin yet, so we could. <laughs> my wife and I could still say things that we need to say <laughs> without them knowing. <laughs> We had a secret language when I was a kid. It was Evan. I can't remember something like that. Like we would, <laughs> we would just throw words uh, that sound between syllables. So if you spoke fast enough, it was actually pretty hard to understand what we were saying. But if you got it, it was you could say a lot. Yeah. But, so, but I, it's just I don't, I don't, I don't need to do any of that. Uh, we just, uh, we just look at our kids and say, "You're going to want to leave the room, or you're going to hear stuff you don't want to hear." <laughs> no, and mine's uh, not even sexy talk or anything it. like that. No, they try. They. Tr- that's not what the conversation was originally going oh. to be about, but they. I got to shake you. You'll rape at bay. They decided. They, <laughs> they decided they're going to push it and go, well, I don't care. Oh, you don't. Okay. Here's some adult to, stuff for I'm you. I'm not having kids. I don't want to do this. This no. sounds. So, no, so it, I'm done. So it, it definitely turned. There was definitely a ah gross. <laughs> right, it was great decision, great, you two. Great, great decision, you two, to not great. have kids. We'll do it for you. you yep, I'm, I'm out. I no, have three. You. Kyle has two. Between the two of us, right. you, you, we've got more right. than enough to share. Well, thanks for taking right. my bird. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say uh, share share too many of the details, but it it there was about thirty seconds of uh talk of of cunnilingus and- i was gonna say it's gotta be cunnilingus <laughs> and then, yeah i mean they gotta know this though we didn't, we didn't use you know any kind of coded language you gotta be they got it terms look somebody was, they, they've got to know this i want to munch your box to, real bad right somebody now. needs to get through to young people that you don't do the alphabet thing that is right. terrible not even brigham's alphabet okay right. Yeah. So yeah, it's got no, some weird yeah, looking yeah. letters though, yeah. so it might so, work. It's the same sounds. I know, but interesting <laughs> oh. characters, you know. No, so, like Katakana would say, be really good for Cunnilingus. I'm just saying right now. Somebody's to say when we tell our kids now, you're going to want to leave the room. They believe you. They believe you. <laughs> or you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. They believe it. <laughs> they absolutely 100 percent believe it, and and are probably scarred for life. And I'm pretty sure that's why one of my kids is asexual now. But that's okay. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> that's that's absolutely not true. That's absolutely not true. Talking to your kids about sex does not make them asexual. No, no. Just doing it in he front didn't of talk them. About cuddling, he gave them a long lecture about how uh, J.R.R. Tolkien changed the fifth <laughs> chapter of The Hobbit once he came up with the idea for The Lord of the Rings. And so he needed to make Sneagle's ring, but one ring. I could go on, but 
weird. The Jesus of Mormonism. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Joseph Smith. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. Mark Twain wrote about the massacre amazingly enough is a contemporary like work of the time right uh based on common common public perceptions of americans during the 1880s in appendix b of a book called roughing it which was published in 1891 and here's the appendix that we have here it says uh the persecutions which the mormons suffered so long keep in mind mark twain was very sarcastic <laughs> guys keep yes the, the satire is very much yes yeah. It, it should have, not, I should have read that not, harder. Not satire, but but yeah, there there was. I should have read that more with the with the Samuel Clemens thing, where it's like the the persecutions which Put the Mormons suffered so long, <laughs> yeah, and which they consider they still suffer, and not being allowed to govern themselves, they have endeavored and are still endeavoring to repay the almost uh, the new almost forgotten Mountain Meadows massacre was their work. Mm-hmm. It was very famous in its day. The whole United States rang with its horrors. And for something to ring across the whole United States in the 1860s or the 1850s prior to the Civil War, that had to be some big fucking news for that to reach out to everybody. So, well, I have a, well, you know, good. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, you know, Mark Twain is from Hannibal, Missouri, which is, is, is about an hour and a half north of St. Louis. And it's yeah. only, I would guess, like an hour and 15 from Nauvoo. Mm-hmm. So he was a little closer at all. So that, yep. you know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing was, the reason why maybe this came this up in his a, life. Is, oh, it was in his backyard. Yeah. Have you have you heard his description of the Book of Mormon before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe God. I have. Novocaine in book form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. And he was nice. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good review. <laughs> <laughs> so a few items uh, uh, will refresh the reader's memory. A great immigrant immigrant train from Missouri and Arkansas passed through Salt Lake City, and a few disaffected Mormons joined it for the sake of the strong protection that it afforded them for their escape from like those territories before they reached Utah. In that matter, they lay sufficient uh, cause for hot retaliation by the Mormon chiefs. Besides, these 145 or 150 unsuspecting immigrants, being in part from Arkansas, where a noted Mormon missionary had lately been killed, and in part from Missouri, the state remembered with uh, execrations as bitter persecutor of the saints when they were few and poor. Sorry, when they were few and poor and friendless. Here were substantial additional grounds for lack of love for these wayfarers. Who that? Dan? God damn it! <laughs> <sighs> what was it? Wayfarers. And finally, this train was rich, very rich in cattle. Horses, mules, and other property. Ah, there it is. And how could the Mormons consistently keep up their coveted resemblance to the Israelitish tribes and not seize the spoil of an enemy 
when the Lord had so manifestly delivered it into their hand. That is that how, was their that was their uh, thinking for. Well, see, what's interesting is that that is uh, that was also their justification for just like stealing everything from mm-hmm. the native peoples that lived here. God gave it to us. Yeah, because <laughs> like when the Mormons first showed up, basically every like, no, I'm sorry. Like, There's every, nobody here. Except for the natives were here and populous, especially and, in the valley. Right. Well, and, there was and the Greek and the Canadians and the Mexicans. And, there, there was plenty and, of and they didn't give a shit because. There's plenty of room. And also, and also, they had a more like substantial block of everybody that's willing to do the same shit. You know, mm-hmm. you had a hegemony, yeah. you know, when it comes to yeah. but, power in the area. Because- right. But the natives didn't like they were not uh, upset with people moving in because that was just part of life. Like, yeah, go ahead and live down by that dead fucking sea over there. Oh, that's no, fun. there was like there was natives living there, too. Yeah. Like, and they didn't you know what they didn't give a shit. That's that, okay. The thing I've never understood, right, with with Salt Lake City, is imagining the Mormons getting there and looking the at place. the Salt Lake and saying, "Milk and honey, this is the spot. This is where it is." Well, <laughs> I, you do know that Brigham thought that he had reached the ocean, right? <laughs> I was unaware of that. Did he really, yeah. or is that apocryphal? It could be, but it's still funny. California uh, uh, <laughs> was already settled at the time. Yeah, but he they thought he, it could have been another place. You know, it's there. That's a that's a, a legend. Yeah, that's, I thought it was apocryphal. It was more that you let me have my lore. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's more it's more that he was not in the front of the line. Like he was, he was not leading the train. He wasn't trailblazing. No, to say. no, no. He sent he sent stupid men out in front of him on horses. Like, uh, go find us. Go find a way. And they got past the the Salt Lake Valley. You know where where the the salt flats start and went. Turn back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the salt flats are a lot. Uh, There's nothing was, alive out there. It was pretty much a, like, look, <laughs> like you're we, fucked we, if you go any further. We can point. stop here and it's nice and verdant, <laughs> or you can keep going and it's desert. <laughs> and right. well, look, they, they hadn't yet seen the beauty that was Ely, Nevada, and there was <laughs> one lake and many billboards, <laughs> many many. Billboards. <laughs> Sounds like Windover. <laughs> Same Ooh. thing. Armpit, <laughs> fucking armpit towns, guys. <laughs> I don't. I'll go to Windover. I don't give a shit. I yeah, love but, there. <laughs> but you will. You will gleefully admit. Yeah, this is a fucking armpit. <laughs> yeah, right. I I love trash. I love I love debauchery and terribleness. You know. <laughs> yeah, you give me that corny shit. I'm there. Yeah, go ahead and go to a concert hall where they're going to cut it short by an oh. hour so that they get back to the fucking gaming table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw War and Chicago there in the same show. That was a good time. <laughs> so I wasn't aware that they actually still had concerts out there. I thought it was pretty much just the liquor store and the pot shop, and that's it. Oh, wait, they got pot shops out there. I haven't been out there since they opened Well, those. I mean, they have a pot shop. Are you, are you talking about that line on the on the, the state line there in the hills, whatever that is? Yeah, right there yeah. If you, go, if, if you go west of Salt Lake by like 100-something miles, you reach what is the state line, which is mm-hmm. Wendover, Nevada, which has the actually has the Enola Gay in a museum there, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat. But 
for for people that don't know what that is, that's the plane <laughs> where we celebrate that it bombed the shit out of Japan after right. they pretty much already served. You know, mm. but and, yeah, more or less. <sighs> right. So the the article goes on, and uh, actually, it's a new article from uh, the Smithsonian Mag, where it talks about uh, John Doyle Lee mm-hmm. and the aftermath of the, the Mountain Meadows massacre. The fog guy. Yeah, John Doyle Lee was uh, Mike, Mike Lee's great granddad here, so we're yep. talking about here. So it was born in Illinois Territory in 1812, and by the time he was three, his mother was dead. Fuck articles, you just didn't even play around with <laughs> <laughs> So he had an alcoholic father, took him, uh, his relatives took him in, put him to work at their farm, and by the age of 20, he began courting Agatha, L- Agatha and Woolsey in uh, Vandalia, Illinois. I work with two Woolseys. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. And in the summer of 18, 1833, he became she became Lee's wife, the first of 19 for John D. Lee. Ooh. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Who would soon commit himself to the nascent Latter-day Saints movement. Okay, here's my I mean, imagine. Go ahead. Imagine how hard it would be to do that stereotypical conservative Christmas card with 19 wives. Oh, they didn't. You gotta get a lot of duct tape to put over mouths for that <laughs> Oh, my God, you're right. Ugh. Oh, don't, no, they don't, I forgot the about that. The don't fucking... need that. Their wives they are already their silent. Yes. <laughs> They're pretty well sedated. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm sure some of those 19 found their way into bedchambers with one another every once in a while. I too. would hope so. I want, I want me that. I want that Mormon story. I want some There's, lesbian sister wife stories. Ooh, Give yes. me that porn. Sapphic love. Yes. Uh, X, you and I they should were, talk after the show. Just, I've got some websites for you. Ooh. Nice. They were just very good friends. <laughs> That's what history really always says. Good they friends. Very, they were roommates. They were, they were historically very good friends. They lived together <laughs> as uh, gal pals. They were all roommates. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like I still it had to happen. You've got to have an orgasm somehow. <laughs> and do we need to start talking about the odd not, couple? How that wasn't, you know, start talking about who the I, odd couple. They were just delightful. They were gay delightful. lovers. <laughs> they were very Tony good Randall on set made him made gay jokes all the time towards the other guy. Yeah, was it Walter, Walter Matthau or who's it was the Walter other? Matthau. Yeah, it was Walter Matthau and Jack uh, Lemon, wasn't it? Lemon. Jack Lemon. Jack mm-hmm. Lemon. Yeah. Some of the outtakes for that show are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. For people that are of a certain age or old as shit, <laughs> Alicia's fam- looking at us like, what? I'm familiar with the... He's... Kevin's my age. Like, like we're well, like... I, I, I'm I am, two uh, years older than him. <laughs> Don't... Oh, God. It's starting. <laughs> what? That's what? like two years does not even count. Two years older than somebody? That's like the same. That's the same age. Kyle looks at me and he's like, I've got like nine months on him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm of the opinion that 31 and 33, same age. He's a baby. (laughs) You know, I actually, I was at dinner with a couple of colleagues earlier this week, uh, uh, and we were a few drinks in, and I suddenly realized that I was 31, not 30. And had a, a minor mental break at the dinner table. Oh no! <laughs> I I was I had a really hard time with turning thirty, and then turning thirty three. I'm like better than Jesus. So I <laughs> hey, I went through that phase too. Hey, crushing it! I'm I still just realized hot. I'm like 
seven years away from the assholes at work throwing an over the hill party where they put the fucking tombstones on the cake I will and kill somebody. Black, black balloons and stuff like that. Only if they know how old you are. And right. And they don't. I, I told that to my wife earlier today. I'm like, nobody's going to know when I retire until it's like deuces. I'm out the door. You I know? am still yeah. consistently getting at like asked like, so what? You're like 21. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is from people not hitting on me. They're just like, like, they'll, they'll, I'll be like, you're young yet. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, you're like, you're so young. And I'm like, how old do you think I am? And they're like, what? You're like 21, 22. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> so, That's why I insist I'm on showing my worried. ID everywhere I go whenever it's buying alcohol. Here's my ID. <laughs> I, I my name's McLovin. Card. Fuck you. I'm just, I am, to, I this, to this day, I'm going to be thankful for the young man at the gas station a couple months ago that, that ID'd me for, for buying beer <laughs> and paused, looked at my ID, looked at me and went, does that say 1980? <laughs> and I said, does that say the 20th century, <laughs> I sir? Said, I said, yeah. It's 20. That means you're 20 years and old. And he just said, you well done. Good. <laughs> and handed it back. And I said, thank you. Thank you very much. No, I'm not tipping. You, Kevin has a beard. <laughs> Kevin also has a beard. And so, What's like. What's her name? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and. I'm kidding, buddy. You know my wife's <laughs> name. It's Julie. It's Julie. <laughs> How and so, like, you? I guarantee you're not getting every. If you have a beard that's like when I was uh, underage and would go uh, to Wendover and stuff, I just wear something really low, really <laughs> low cut, and nobody would card me. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, the only time I get carded anymore is when it's a trainee who really needs to show that they're following the right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just always like, you know, you can pretty much get away with any crime as long as you look like you're meant to be there, you know. Oh, for sure. The white button <laughs> Clipboard down. and glasses, you know. Clipboards, boxes, ladders. <laughs> Carry a ladder. They don't fucking question you. If you're carrying a ladder somewhere, you, must you be going have somewhere. a place to be and you're supposed to go there. <laughs> just, you don't fuck with somebody carrying a ladder. I, I I had a great experience with a briefcase and a clipboard. Yep. Uh, never. I walked into places. I, this has been. I was doing event planning, so I was always where I was supposed to be. But I was mm-hmm. like, no one has ever questioned. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was nineteen. I looked like sixteen. <laughs> like I looked young when I was nineteen, and they were just not a word. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation at conventions. Just look like you meant like, you're supposed to be there, and nobody been, fucking says anything, yeah. man. <laughs> just having to like, oh, I couldn't get, I couldn't get passes. Like, just fucking walk in. But yeah, that's the secret when you're in Wendover. Yeah, but, but they don't like no, just lunging neck nine. They don't. When question. they tell you to stop, don't. <laughs> that's, that's you the have trick. no power here. <laughs> they don't oh, like care. yeah, like like that could possibly be for me. <laughs> Just keep going. That works for so many things. <laughs> anyway, if you have a certain color complexion, <laughs> it's a superpower. I'm telling you right now. Man. So okay, so back to the story here. Uh, the first of 19 wives for John D. Lee, who would soon commend himself to the nation. Latter-day Saints movement. He professed his commitment until the day he was executed for his part in the Mountain Meadows Massacre. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Wow, somebody actually died for this shit. One guy. Oh, one guy. One guy. Yep. 
Well, I mean, besides the 120 that were fucking well, murdered, you know. Right, right. <laughs> One person. Oh, and yeah. not to mention the children that were pretty much given into bondage, you know, at that point. They're young enough. They won't remember any of this. We're going to raise them as our own. You Ooh, know? yeah, that, that was a strong Mormon move. They're continuing it that to this day. On. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what? With, they just, they with just their adoption absorb services. and appropriate everything they touch? That's the idea. Gee. Very amoeba-like, you know. <laughs> so. The massacre in 1857 was one of the most explosive episodes in the American history of the West. Uh, not only were there 120 men, women, and children killed, but the United States and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints almost went to war. <laughs> almost. The denouement of the so-called Utah War set Utah on the path to statehood. There was a lot, guys. I'm, I'm keep this at face so value much, because yeah. there's okay, a you, lot more. Okay, mm -hmm. so are we going to actually tell what happened? Because we're referencing a lot of things that come later and like a lot of things around it. But like, I'm I'm well, not. So super... we're I'm, I'm giving everybody the history of the John Doyle Lee right now, and then we're going to jump back into the Mark Twain's uh, oh, okay. coverage of this whole thing. account. Yes. So we're going to get there. So give me a minute. <sighs> so the uh, in uh, I'm just going to jump ahead to the. The part where we, I don't care about John D. Lee, let's move along to, uh, as a recent convert to the LDS church, John D. Lee joined a secret church order called the Danites, which, uh, if you didn't know, that was led by Ro uh, Porter Lincoln Rockwell, oh. which was the, the guy who was the murderer for Joseph Smith. He, yeah. was, he was the executioner for James I, Smith, I thought so. he was a fixer. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but Joseph Smith told him. I thought he, he was a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, I mean he was around way before then, but you know, basically that whole thing. So, well, I mean, like Mormonism and fascism. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which was charged with protecting and defending Mormons, and when some Missourians opposed Mormons voting, uh, started a riot in Davis County Polling Center in 1838. Lee and his fellow Danites stormed into the crowd with clubs flying around them. I felt the power of God nerve my arm for the fray, he said, and buildings were burned, and Lee later admitted that he participated in looting <laughs> No, for God. <laughs> looting for God, right. that makes it good, don't right. you know? So how uh, they justified everything. <laughs> right. Lee was in Kentucky when Smith was killed in 1844, but when he returned to Illinois, he learned of Young's plan to head for Utah. Lee joined the migration through hostile and foreboding territory. Which led to Young's which, which led to Young's nickname of the Mormon Moses. I have never once in my time living in this fucking state ever heard ever heard that. of Brigham Young called the Mormon Moses. Not once. Oh, you haven't. No, I haven't. Have you? You have. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. That's fine. They you're, love it. You're more of a Mormon than I am. So oh. <laughs> again, raised here, not Mormon. <laughs> yeah. That's so he's just good. like Moses. You know, Moses Absolutely. got water from a stone just and Brigham got from salt from a lake. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was yeah, that's no, that's that's the kind of shit they laugh up. I'm uh, sure they do. They do love to to like I, weirdly it, interpret the Bible. It, it is there is nothing original. <laughs> I got a I got a I got a little little Mormon baby on Twitter this week telling me uh that <laughs> Uh, God made sex to be between a married man and woman at only when you want to have kids. And I'm like, and I just told him to get his God out of my pussy. 
and he never <laughs> responded. Well, it, it's, ama- it's amazing to me that like people didn't fuck before the God of the Bible came around. <laughs> <laughs> people weren't getting married before the Bible came, like, you know. Before uh, pe- you know. people were doing all sorts of crazy things, like uh, having multiple partners and communally raising their children, you know, inventing noodles and fireworks in China at the same time, as well as you know, writing fucking grandiose like stories. In the fucking bucket vagina and stuff before pizza. Uh, I have to correct what X just said. Yeah. Uh, noodles were invented by the Kraft Corporation. So we just- <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Before Perfected corporations, in the in- <laughs> you know, Marco Polo said he could taste the microwaves. You know, <laughs> he also said it took longer than three and a half. Minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna sue. For people wondering, you gotta go watch the live stream for that one for this right. episode. So. Uh, let's see, what were we talking about here? So, in 1847, a contingent of Mormons arrived in the Great Salt Lake Valley and began settlement that would grow to thousands in the coming years. Just six months later, Mexico ceded the land and so much more of the West to the United States. Why? No, we don't need to get into it. Nope, nope, that's another hour. So, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, it's that, mm-mm. it got, it got, it got Mormon. Uh, they didn't want it any. Uh, ew. Ew. It's, there were it's, people it's here. Like, it's like when it's like when it's like oh, when you got fry sauce all over it. God, it's gross. I don't <laughs> yeah, want that. You know, that. But like, we <laughs> did say they could keep the Romney family. We didn't yeah, want that. We, no, they no, did. they fucking fucked off to Mexico, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 like it's like if your dog licks your pizza. It's just you don't want it. it's done. And you know, it's still good. You know, no, no, it's I'm sure it's fine, but <laughs> Ew! I'm no, not. Yeah, that's it's. You can. That's I was like too much. The Mormons showed up and they went. Oh fuck! It was like my wife like saying, "Did they bring straws?" And I just took my straw out of my drink and I put it in hers. <laughs> like oh. she's like, "Ew, gross!" And I'm like, "What do you mean gross? You've had my genitalia in your mouth." Yeah. I rarely get a so chance to make you guys silent, and that's great. So <laughs> I just don't want to say what I was thinking about, which was not your genitalia, no. but somebody else's. So uh, I just I got thinking about that's the, the act of, of fellatio, and I got into it. I'm just saying <laughs> I am incredibly bi. <laughs> so at that time, President Millard Fillmore, wonderful fucking guy, appointed Brigham Young governor of the Utah Territory. And superintendent of Indian affairs. Well, that was a good fucking call. You know, there wasn't any white supremacist motivation to that. I'm sure. No, I mean, you know, of all Indian affairs, even though the Paiute were only one of many <laughs> tribes, just so many, and they were also, by the way, uh, okay. So there's a common myth that goes around. It's for the entire United States, but it also is here in Utah a lot. Where it's like, oh, before this, all the tribes were warring and they were constantly killing each other. No, 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 they, no. Actually, they were, they were, they were like all pretty cool with each other. All the tribes, like yeah. for like hundreds of years mm-hmm. before the Mormons showed up, had very little inter, like intertribal conflict. Right. They all had massive trade routes. They had mm-hmm. like they had mat, like they had huge. Right. They'd have gatherings together and stuff. It was a big deal. They all knew each other. Um, it and was, it was it was the Mormons showing up and pitting different tribes against each other that caused actual conflict in in the mm-hmm. valley. And like and, and it's uh, yeah, no, um, like obviously there was conflict 
you know, like this group would have conflict with this group from a different tribe. But that was almost exclusively like they didn't have wars. They had like this dude pissed me off. I'm going to fuck him up. And then his buddies. And like that would happen occasionally. But yeah, no, like it's it's an entire myth in the Utah Valley. uh, Mm -hmm. The tribes were fine. They were fine. The 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 bison would migrate through Utah, too. They had uh, that all taken care of. They cultivated a plant here that like those little like packets that would uh, warm that warm your hands and feet because they come in contact with sweat mm-hmm. and it makes them warm and you put them in your shoes and your gloves. They cultivated a, pl- cultivated a plant that does that that also, by the way, induced abortions. Uh, so that's handy to use. I know. Very <laughs> clever. And they cultivated it like it like that. And specific, it still grows wild all like, over. I like, have this store set up over here. Do you need your hands warm? Do you need abortion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, and that's what they used it for. Is was in their moccasins. Right. Yeah. So in 1857, I will say it's very apropos that Millard F- Fillmore later ran for president on the Know Nothing Party ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1857, April, uh, a Mormon apostle by the name of Parley P. Pratt. So if you know your Mormon history, you know this. Name. I've heard that name so much. Well, he was a uh, murdered in arkansas mm-hmm. by the legal husband of one of pratt's plural wives that's why i made such a big deal about that <laughs> earlier so. so mormons in utah took the news wait, as wait, wait, ex- are you not going to mention the fact that he's the great-grandfather of mitt romney you are right you are correct <laughs> sir thank you <laughs> So Mormons in Utah took the just the one great, huh? (laughs) Among others, Uh, another example of religious persecution and considered Pratt a martyr. I'm just Uh, saying, if it was just the he was the great grandfather or great great grandfather, probably great 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 great. great. Okay, that's not long ago, you guys. That was like that was not long ago. (laughs) So they they began stockpiling grain. They still do to this day, anticipating a violent and apocalyptic encounter with people they called. Americans. So they were very much at the time yeah, viewing we themselves as distinct and separate people from We're the, the Mormons culture. and they're the Americans. The army, they believed, was about to invade the Utah Territory, an invade- invasion that did not come until the following year in the Utah War, and Young tried to enlist Paiute Indians from the nearby mountain meadows into the fight. Enlist is a strong is a is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> Some heavy lifting. Yeah. yeah. So and uh he also warned mobocrats is what he said there. To steer clear of Mormon territory, or they'd be met by the Danites. So he's like saying, you come into Mormon territory, we'll fucking kill you, mm-hmm, right? You know, mm-hmm. right. Uh, who would form a line of defense in villages near Mount Meadows, and he declared martial law, making it illegal to travel through the territory, all of Utah territory at the time, which was hundreds of miles wide like and was, long. Dude. It was essentially from Mexico. It was, it was almost, almost from Mexico to Canada. But it's, also, it's wasn't basically it like, like all um, of Nevada, which is mm-hmm. Nevada now too. Right, yeah. Nevada, parts of Idaho. Mm, I want to say what, what the fuck is it? Montana, parts of like South and North Dakota. Mm-hmm. It like, was huge. It was huge, guys. It was a lot of fucking space. And he made this rule in this state. He didn't spread it out to anybody else. Just made the rule in martial law in the state. Yeah, you right. can't travel without a permit. Right. And yeah, it's not like there were signs. I, they didn't, like, I, I put up signs or yeah. there was no there way was that no this was way. also about making sure people didn't leave. There's no way that that also right. wasn't about escaping women or children or anything. Right. So mm-hmm. at this time, several groups of immigrants from Northwest Arkansas, mostly families and and in total numbered between 100 and 200 people, were making their way to California by wagon trains and joining up at Salt Lake City 
the Baker Fancher party restocked their supplies for the rest of the trip, and Mormons were prohibited from selling any goods to wagon trains at the time. Mm-hmm. Lee and another Mormon man, Apostle George A. Smith, another piece of shit, uh, met with the Paiutes, a tribe of Native Americans in the region, and warned them that the encroaching Americans threatened both them and the Mormons. Rumors circulated that members of the Baker Francher party uh, might poison water and cattle along the oh way. Oh my god, why would the Paiute think that that might be a reasonable threat? What could possibly be the reason? So back to back to Mark Twain's article here. He says, a revelation from Brigham Young and his great-great-great-grand Archie of God... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like the kkk out here with the grand dragons and shit my god it's dumb i hate it dispatched to president jc height bishop higby and jd lee adopted son of brigham who we just got more information there wait jd lee mark was, mike lee's fucking great granddad was adopted by brigham adopted Young? son of brigham wait, Young. as an adult or as a child i'm just i don't probably i don't Okay. This this is it, 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 <laughs> it's just they didn't. so Mike Lee's fucking Mormon royalty, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that matters here in Utah a crazy amount. He's got a fucking. Oh, that's yeah. why people vote for him in the state, even though he's very much against like most of the shit that people in the state mm-hmm. want. He's got the fucking hierarchy. Right. The genealogy behind. here, like they, if you can trace your bloodline back to like early Mormons, that like gives you so much clout. It is. Bizarre. So, oh, have you, have, Kevin? Have you heard about like the laying on hands and getting the Melchizedek priesthood? Have you heard about any of that shit? So I heard vaguely. There's ironic priesthood, which is what all young men ironic. get at like nine <laughs> or something like that. Kyle, you better figure me out on this one. Like when you first get baptized, you get the ironic priesthood, right? Uh, no. Afterward, shortly afterward, that's like eleven or something like that. It's when you're like. 12, 13. When you become a deacon maybe. or some right, shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So later on. I love the idea of giving children titles. It's great. Yeah, That's it's, not going to go to their heads at <laughs> all. No, that doesn't no, go no. to their head at all and stick with them for the rest of their life. It's very British. very British. Later on, when you've completed your mission, married, temple, wor- temple services and all that shit, you get the Melchizedek priesthood. And for them, they do the laying of hands and someone gives you the powers, you know, through yeah. this, this ceremony that you do. Mm-hmm. And they look at it as a, the closer I can get to Joseph Smith as the person who gave me the first priesthood powers, the better. And so Mm -hmm. there's like people that will not let their dads give them the power because there's this 70-year-old fucking guy that got it from another 70-year-old guy that was right behind Joseph Smith. And that's only two positions I have to jump to say that I got it from Joseph Smith instead of seven, you know? Does it sound eugenics-y? It is. It is eugenics. It, it is. is. Yeah. Wild how much they fucking care about pedigree. In the and and like oh, if you're a new convert, you rank low you and you shut your so mouth. Yep. Yeah. As soon as we start getting Jesus. our tithing, shut the fuck up, you know. <laughs> yeah, you you are you are mistreated as a as a new convert and it's part of you paying your dues. Like mm-hmm. I, I do you guys realize they stole a lot of shit from Catholicism? Oh yeah, I was raised. Oh yeah, okay, I was raised. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of stolen shit. I'm, oh oh yeah. yeah, thirteen me, years old. That's me, when you become a man, and you get this first you, thing, and then you got to wait a couple years, and then you get the second thing. It you would get be a middle easier. Name. At least be, in the Catholic Church, you only get a middle name. You don't get a fucking title. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be easier to describe what Mormons didn't steal from other religions. At no, the time. It, yeah. uh, Joseph started out <laughs> uh, like like with the crazy Calvinists and. and 
He also stole a lot from spiritualism, though. American spiritualism. like The American Reformation Mm -hmm. was just a wild fucking time in the United States. Yeah, and American spiritualism, that that was the one that was started by the the girls that were popping their toes and knees and talking to ghosts. You you guys have heard that one, right? And the glass looking and all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. So they they were doing the seances. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so he, that was growing really popular right when he started doing his fortune telling and stuff. Yep. And then, yeah, that's, yeah, it's yep. the same era that that came out of. So he, uh, J.D. Lee and, uh, let's see, it was uh, Brigham Young said to, commanded them to raise all the forces they could muster and th- and trust, follow those cursed Gentiles. So read the revelation. Yeah, it's not okay that they do that. And attack them disguised as Indians. Yep. And with the arrows of the Almighty, make a clean sweep of them and leave none to tell the tale. And if they needed any assistance, they were commanded to hire the Indians as their allies. See, there we go. It's not that the Paiutes thought this was a good idea. They just said, we need we need someone to, we can get mercenaries to do this thing. Well, the Paiute story, at least as far as I understand it, right. is that they saw what was actually happening and were like, we're out. But they're oh, like, oh yeah, we haven't got there yet. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so promising to share them share of the booty. And they were to neither be slothful nor negligent in their duty. And to be punctual in sending the teams back to him before winter set in. And this was a mandate from Almighty God, Brigham Young said. You know, just just knowing what I know about polygamy at the time, I don't think the Mormons were very good at sharing the booty. No, <laughs> not, not really. hey <laughs> So a large party of Mormons painted and tricked out as Indians overtook the train of immigrant wagons some 300 miles south of Salt Lake City. So basically Cedar City. You know, around that area. Mm-hmm. Around that, yeah. And made an attack. But the immigrants threw up earthworks and made fortresses of their wagons and defended themselves gallantly and successfully Barricade. for five days. They were under siege. They really wanted So they to made, death. like, foxholes and they made, like, barricades, you know, barricades with wagons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, <laughs> Samuel Clemens says, your Missouri or Arkansas gentleman is not much afraid of the sort of scurvy apologies for Indians. Uh, which the southern part of Utah affords, he would stand up and fight 500 of them. Just trying to say that they, these guys weren't pushovers. They were like <laughs> fucking coming. They were the Molon Labe assholes before. We- yeah, they were doing the genocide on, in the name of the. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were they and were they down to genocide. Grunt the style t-shirts. Yep. Grunt style. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of those five days, Mormons tried military strategy after five fucking days. No one thought to. <laughs> No one thought to shake this up. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. They retired to the upper end of the meadows, resumed a civilized apparel, washed off all their paint. Then- civilized apparel. Ooh, that's fun. Right. That's yeah. fun. I like uh, that. I, I give this to Mark Twain. This was a fucking a hundred something years ago. He you know, was. 100- he understood that like racism was bad against black people. He mm-hmm. should have been able to figure this out for other ones is what I'm. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm giving him a little, I'm giving us some leeway here because this is like almost 200 years old. And I'm, I'm just not, saying. <laughs> I'm not giving him a break on that one. No, and I'm not saying good for him. I'm just saying that like, this was a different time in the yeah, country. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Anyway. Just not gonna And then, he- <laughs> heavily armed, drove down in wagons to the beleaguered immigrants bearing a flag of truce. No, they did not. White flag of truce, they said. And when the immigrants saw the white men coming, they threw down their guns and welcomed them with cheer after cheer. And all unconscious of the poetry of it, no doubt, they lifted a little child aloft who was dressed in white in answer to the flag of truce. So they held up a kid as like the flag because the kid was wearing white. 
Okay, white people got to be stopped. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> so the leaders of the wait, time. Wait, wait, what, what date did this happen? What was the date of the massacre? Of- I just need to know if it was after Labor Day. It was 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the leaders of the timely white quote unquote deliverers here says were Hugh Height or Hate and Bishop John D. Lee of the Mormon Church. Mr. Cadlebraw, who served as a term as a federal judge in Utah and was afterwards sent to Congress from Nevada, tells in a speech delivered in Congress how these leaders next proceeded. They professed to be on good terms with the Indians and represented them as being very mad, and they also proposed to intercede and settle the matter with the Indians, and after several hours of parley, they, having apparently visited the Indians, gave ultimatum of the savages, which was that the immigrants should march out of their camp, leaving everything behind them, even their guns. It was promised by the Mormon bishops that they would bring a force and guard the immigrants back to the settlements. The terms were agreed to, the immigrants being desirous of saving the lives of their families. The Mormons retired and subsequently appeared within 30 or 40 armed men. The immigrants were marched out, the women and children in front and the men behind, Mm -hmm. the Mormon guard being in the rear. And when they had marched in this way about a mile, at at a given signal, the slaughter commenced. The men were almost all shot down at the first fire from the guard. Oof. Only two escaped, who fled into the desert and were followed 150 miles before they were overtaken and slaughtered. They tracked those guys for 150 miles, man. Yeah, they were a little, little, oh little worried about word getting out. You're right. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that word did get out, you know? Yeah. Uh, the women and children. Well, but I think we're not talking much about how much that shows dedication, right? right. Yeah. I mean, it's they are. You the, have to really track somebody for that long of a fucking the distance. Worker man. bees. That's why uh, it's industry. Our state industry. Slogan. We don't not lazy. But we need to take a page out of Kanye's book. There are good things we can see about people <laughs> from the past who have done. I don't remember what all that stuff. You know. Ooh. So I haven't. That was the men. Let's get to the women and children. No, they ran on two or three hundred yards further. And when they were overtaken with the aid of the Indians, they were slaughtered. Seventeen individuals only. All of the immigrant party were spared. They were little children and the eldest of them being only seven years old. Oh, my God. Thus, on the 10th day of September, 1857, it was consummated one of the most cruel, cowardly and bloody murders known in our history. And he goes on about a lot more of this stuff, but I want to get into what happened post this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So the army did arrive in Utah in 1858, but no war ensued. Young and the Buchanan administration. Fuck you, John Buchanan. (laughs) (laughs) Also a piece of shit. Also a piece of shit. Yeah. I I argue every American president has been somewhat of a piece of shit. (laughs) You kind of need to be a little bit. (laughs) At least a little bit. Oh, to get there. <laughs> to think that you can run this corporation <laughs> they're all war criminals <laughs> no, uh, they negotiated an agreement in which young would give a, give way to a new governor in the following year troops led by major james h carlton went to mountain meadows to investigate the killings and found the bones of very small children they said the soldiers gathered the, because they let them all out in the open they didn't bury any of, of them they, of yeah. course not no. So the, um, they found those bones and they erected a cairn, which they which the word said uh, here, 120 men, women and children were massacred in cold blood in early September 1857. They were from Arkansas. That's still there. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, they marked the site with a cross inscribed, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. So, in follow up, John D. Lee was eventually excommunicated in 1870. But he did what he was told. Yes, right. He did. From the LDS Church for his role in the massacre. One of the Mormon militia members who participated in the bloodshed, Lee was the only one, only one of the party of people that was excommunicated this from the church. That's what we call a scapegoat. I'm, I'm, this smells like Enron. Does it smell like Enron in here to anybody? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Lee and the other leaders swore that they would never reveal their parts in the massacre. And Lee told him, Lee himself told Brigham Young that the Paiutes had been responsible for it. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he said that. An explanation that became the official position of the LDS Church for not a couple of years, not a handful of years, generations. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And in a report to Congress, Major Carlton blamed Mormon militiamen and church leaders for the massacre. Young excommunicated both Lee and Height for their roles, but uh, only Lee faced charges. And after a first trial ended in mistrial, Lee was convicted in 1877 and sentenced to death by firing squad. But you had that whole issue of the Civil War. That's why it took so long for this. Uh. <laughs> so Lee claimed that he was the scapegoat and that other Mormons were more directly involved in planning of the killing. And no although he maintained at first that Young was unaware of the massacre until it <laughs> took place, we, we have documents that right. say otherwise it has been yes yeah. lee would later state in his life and confessions of john d lee that the massacre occurred by the direct command of brigham young of course and on the morning of execution lee would write that young was leading the people astray and that he was being sacrificed in a cowardly and dastardly manner oh mm. now it's now it's unfair right. Right. now it's cowardly and dastardly that is happening to you right. not the things you just right. did Lee, in, in true <laughs> Lee he's fashion, not responsible for the things that he did. <laughs> right, it's it's somebody else's. Fault. It's always somebody oh, else's so fault. John D. Lee, in much like Mike Lee, Absolutely. Mike Lee fashion here, says, uh, "I did everything in my power to save that people." No, yeah. no, you but, fucking liar! But I am the first one that must suffer. He said. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot of other people who would like to have a fucking word. <laughs> so he was convicted. He said that after his conviction. So after he clo- he closed by saying that, asking the Lord to receive his spirit, he was then taken to the massacre site. And as many as 300 onlookers had gathered, and on March 28, 1877, John Doyle Lee, wearing a coat and scarf, took a seat atop the coffin where his body would in- end up lying. And a photographer Whoa, was nearby. Yep. Yeah, they had him, like, I'll, I'll show you the picture here in a second. Um, sorry, <laughs> I got distracted there. He's like, second. hey, we don't want to waste it. Look, we had uh, a bad lunch. We're kind of tired. <laughs> we don't want to waste near energy getting him from point A to point. But yeah, so right Lee, Lee asked that whatever photographer was going to be making uh, pictures there to make copies for his last three wives. And the photographer agreed and Lee posed. <laughs> and then an hour before noon, he shook hands with the men around him, removed his coat and hat and faced the five men of the firing party. He said, let them shoot the balls through my heart, he said. Don't let them mangle my body. It's those are interesting. Was words. he drunk? I, mean, I bet I, he was drunk. Everybody was drunk all the time back I'm sure, then. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, who hasn't said something like that? Just don't <laughs> fuck up my face. Just make sure you get my heart. She's <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head. So on U.S. Marshal William Nelson's command, the shots rang out in the ravine where many shots had rung out 20 years before, and Lee fell back into his coffin dead. And I'm showing them the picture of this. You guys can't see it here, but he's the guy sitting over here on top of the coffin. Wow. <laughs> weird. Why is everyone so weird in the past? 
Uh, Everybody's wearing dapper hats and shit, which is just funny <laughs> to me. You, you know, know, that is super weird to me. The fact that things must have been so boring way back in the day. <laughs> that I'm going to come watch a guy get murdered. Show up. Yeah, to yeah. watch a guy get shot. Like, I mean, it's, it's the only thing happening all year. <laughs> They must have been the event of the social season. What I've what I've never understood is people being like, "Yay, state murdering people!" Be like, you know, that could be turned around and used against you at any moment, right? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know if that was like what people were doing, or if like they literally were just like, "I don't know. I feel like I should be there." Like, I I feel like it's the bread and circuses thing, you know, where (laughs) you have a choice between entertainment or food. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well. I'm not going to eat today, but I can watch a guy get shot. You know, I might as well go do that. Because so. we live out here in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you're not allowed to even have sex for fun. And like, I like, and, and, and if you're a lady, like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't like play with your, 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 yeah. your stuff. The, the Hitachi Corporation didn't exist yet. Exactly. Thank you. So in, in the, um, uh, in the article from Smithsonian, it says, We express profound regret for the massacre carried out in this valley 150 years ago today, and for the undue and untold suffering experienced by the victims then and by their relatives to the present time. Yeah, gee, thanks. Oh, <laughs> yes, church, that's great. A separate expression of regret is owed the Paiute people who have unjustly borne too long the principal blame for what occurred during the massacre. When was this? This is a, this is an, uh, Probably one of the more recent articles that came out about this sounds very recent. Yeah, this is this is church PR right here. Yeah. Uh, Although the extent of their involvement is disputed, it is believed that they would not have participated without direction and stimulus provided by local church leaders and members. Yeah, the Paiute, they they say that they were con and that they bailed. So wait, that statement said 150 years ago today. So that would make this what, 2014? 18. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, here's a, here's a neat little thing. You know how he's excommunicated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On uh, April 20th, 18, or 1961, so about 90 years after this whole thing happened, mm-hmm. a joint council was held at the First Presidency in the Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> after considering all the facts available, reinstatement to membership of the former blessings to John D. Lee. Uh, they reinstated his, just his church out of outer darkness yep. yep he got zipped out of fucking spirit prison and brought right back into celestial kingdom. Right. oh no he wasn't he wasn't oh he celestial was yeah yeah he yeah, had he the was, multiple yeah, wives yeah, so yeah. he was celestial so yeah yeah he was he was not in there the outer darkness is just for the people his who, wives are still are, hoping that like, he'll that's, call that's him. us yeah we go, we go there to the outer darkness no we go to terrestrial kingdom that's no, where we, we go don't. we go to boring heaven nope I was always told we go to as, boring as long as it's not Epcot. As long as it's not Epcot. <laughs> nope. Animal are, Kingdom. You know. we're, we are we are uh, heretical apostates. Oh, we oh, are. We are. Yes, okay. yeah. yes, we are. I, I, yeah. I was thinking normies there for a minute. You know, no. <laughs> the normies get. Uh, they've got uh, another one, so they've got their like three kingdoms of heaven. The outer darkness, and then there's like the super secret, like I don't know, limbo place. Those were those are the people who haven't heard the That's good spirit news. Spirit prison is that what that one is? The spirit spirit yeah, prison. Yeah, the, the spirit prison. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Those are the people who just they haven't had the opportunity to hear the the, the good word yet. Kevin, have you have you learned much about uh, <laughs> Mormon eschatology? 
<laughs> the, uh, the plan of salvation. Uh, you know, <laughs> again, I'll just say, man, he just he just stole some shit from Catholicism. He he like had someone he misread did. Dante's Inferno to it him. It was basically and, uh, yeah. Take okay, book. take 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 the take the Catechism and and Dante's Inferno and turn it into a shitty uh, flowchart. <laughs> that's that's the that's the plan. That's what right. it is. So anyway, following the massacre, the uh, the perpetrators buried some of the remnants uh, remains of the ultimately left most of the bodies exposed to wild animals on, uh, and the climate. Local families took the surviving children, with many of the victims' possessions and remaining livestock being auctioned off. Investigations, which were interrupted by the American Civil War, resulted in nine indictments in 1874. One of the men who was indicted, John D. Lee, we talked about there. And after two trials in the Utah Territory, because one of them was a mistrial, he was convicted and sentenced to death. He was killed. So we already heard that bit. So historians, I'm wondering which ones in this Wikipedia article, to get back <laughs> to the Wikipedia, attribute the massacre to a combination of factors, including war hysteria about possible invasion of Mormon territory and Mormon <laughs> teachings against outsiders, which were part of the Mormon Reformation period. Uh-huh. They still don't like outsiders, guys. Yeah. Scholars debate whether senior Mormon leadership, including Brigham Young, directly instigated the massacre <laughs> or if responsibility for it lay on with the local leaders of, in southern Utah. You know, Brigham spent most of his time in southern Utah. He did not like being in northern Utah. Why? Does it get cold here or something? Because it gets fucking cold. Because <laughs> Moab is sweet. That's why. Moab oh, is no, that's pretty not sweet. Even southern Utah. Moab? Moab? I don't know Moab. where things are. Moab's <laughs> East Utah. Moab. How's that uh, not? It's pretty south. Central. It's pretty central. It's it's roughly central. But he was in he was in Utah's central east. Yeah. He was in Utah's Dixie. Remember, oh, he named that shit. Good God, yeah. Dixie! <laughs> because they wanted to grow cotton in this state. Didn't work. Did not work. Nope, did not work. So that's what we got for the Mountain Meadows Massacre, guys. God, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is a lot. <laughs> we could have gone three it or four is, episodes on this, but I didn't want to spread it, it out is, any further. It is so. just bad and and or or worse than than you imagine. Oh, it. I've only skimmed the top of this. Oh, you yeah. can go so much deeper into this. There's so much. It's. <laughs> and it's not the only it it is not an outlier mm -mm. this happened more than just the once well this was going to be an episode this of was... talking about the desert nation you know the desnat oh, people no, yeah. and i'm like no let's go further back <laughs> go further back that's what the, the desnat desnatty people natty light people are are, are <laughs> the whole suitcase you're saying a little that's a little <laughs> A little close to home right now. Yeah, I don't uh, want to talk uh, current fascists. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no. So anyway. No, they're going a little far off the deep ends. Yep. That about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself down through the generations westward the wagons across the sands of time until we oh look at me I'm rambling again well I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves catch you later on down the trail say friend you got any more of that good sass so before we leave for the week um, it's homework time <laughs> what do you <laughs> 
What have you got people for, uh, what do you have for people that are watching or listening at home that you think they should be checking out while we're away? I mean, we're not, we're not away that often. So, I mean, you'll have to really work at it. So Uh, the, the new Willow is delightful so far. Yeah. I saw the first episode. I thought it was great that they have Uh a gay relationship and they didn't fucking make it like tokenism. You know, it wasn't like shoehorn, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we're lesbians, you know, it was good. Good stuff. Nice. It was. It was pretty, pretty organic, pretty organic relationship. Um, uh, and I have to say, Warwick Davis is looking fucking good for his age, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he is. He's he's getting up there. Well, not really up there in years. He's not too much older than we are. Enough years older than we are, Kyle. He's in his fifties. <laughs> He's not that much older. Than we are. God damn it! Quit making he's, me feel old. I'm still, I'm still 38. There we go. When we started the show, was, yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh man, wasn't I 25? I was 24? 35 when we started the show. Now I'm 25. 42. So. 25. Now you're in your 30s. Now, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, you got anything you want people to check out? Yeah, knowledge fight. Yeah. Yep. It's Look. a good week to start knowledge fight. Holy shit! Really good week. Like seven, <laughs> seven hours of stuff to listen to in just the last like three days alone. Yeah, like, just the just the last oof. just the last episode that's only four hours. You know, uh, <laughs> that's probably a really good place to start. They are going into a lot of things that you should know about Alex Jones that don't really get covered elsewhere, yeah. and that's because a lot of other places just don't have the time. Uh, so or I they're would, lazy, like most of or, our modern media, or know? mostly they're lazy. But there are some people doing trying to do a good job who just don't right. have the time to do all. So knowledge fight, knowledge fight. Yeah, that's my recommendation this week. All right, Kevin, what about you? You got anything you want people to check out? Uh, I mean, there's I a, a there's a thing that you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, if you want, I guess you can, you can check us out. Uh, not your grandmother's book club podcast. Right now, we are Ray. reading one of Alex Jones's books. Yep, his his only book that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I've nope. heard tell that he has another one, but I don't believe it exists. I can't find. I know it. he has lots of VHS movies, DVD movies. Yes, yeah. We're, we're doing one of those for our patrons at the moment. Oh we're watching God. one of his old documentaries from 1999, Police State 2000. Oh no, uh, which is quite the thrill quite the thrill uh but um <laughs> as far as other stuff you know uh, uh does it have to be listening or watching can it be playing playing i'm doing playing today playing so. because uh currently uh i am i am about according to steam 22 hours deep into stronghold warrior warlords uh i'm a huge rts fan that's, i love real-time strategy games that's a, that's a uh, fun one that's a, fr- the, a that one's frustrating as fuck <laughs> it, it, the economic campaigns kill can't, yeah. I can't stand it. Can't stand yeah. it. Because you're just all of a sudden going to ambush me <laughs> with some military stuff I got to defend against while well, I'm supposed to be just doing rice patties and shit. Uh, but it's fun. Fuck you. I really don't have fun enough gong game. farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun <laughs> game. Really love it. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, that whole series. There's there's like six or seven games in that series. And I, I Holy love shit. all of them. I play them all. Yeah. It's like, I think the last RTS I played was Tropico. <laughs> I, mean, Trop- I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call Tropico an RTS. It's more of a city build. But uh, the Command and Conquer games back in the day were the ones that did it for they, me. Which they had the uh, they had a sale on Steam recently where you could get the Command and Conquer Red Alert like mm. compilation remaster, like for yeah. like eight bucks. And I picked that up and I I played it for about forty minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I realize why I hated this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
Love it. Love it. every minute. No, I mean, I enjoyed it at the time, but like, and that's 90s me enjoying playing that game. And now I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> oh, man. I don't I've need to build resources. Out. I've got about 45 hours into the original, like, uh, Baldur's Gate and stuff. And I'm just, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a computer I paid three grand for with the top oh, is that uh, all? <laughs> a graphics card I could get. And I'm playing games that were put out in 1995. Right. Most of my shit's played on emulators these days. <laughs> uh, so anyway, since we're talking about playing stuff, uh, I'm going to suggest going back and playing the Borderlands series, starting at the first one, because goddamn what a good game that is, because I you forget it sometimes. It came out like in the midst of the Xbox 360 era when like you had some FPS games, but they weren't quite like as biting, scathing um, satire of capitalism that this one is, mm-hmm. because you're on a foreign planet and you're being a vault hunter is what they, they I picked this game up just on a fucking whim at like a Toys R Us. I'm like, I'm here. I might as well buy something while I'm at the store. And I'm like, Borderlands. Okay, this looks neat. And then I spent the next like year leveling up to the fucking like cap that you can get and getting all the like uh all the DLC for it. Cause it's a fucking fantastic game. It's gory, but it's cartoon gory, and it's like Mad Max on another planet. If you really want to know, but like literally everything is bought and sold from vending machines and or stealing from other people that drop it on the battlefield. <laughs> like you open up toilets and there's like hundred dollar bills that fly out of it and shit. It's silly. It's not meant to be taken seriously at fucking all. It's a good time. So all right. uh, just imagine like if um, Star Trek was like crossed between Duck Dynasty characters, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the best way I could think. I'd say it's like it. On, Bioshock and, level critique of capitalism on meth. And then you mix in wow. some you mix in some venture capitalists, and then you have the faintest idea of what Mitt Romney. Is. Uh <laughs> one one guy that sells all the weapons in the game, literally all the weapons, sells them to every side. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought I just said Mitt Romney. Right. <laughs> and, in the, in the second game, you get to meet the actual people that made these companies, who they are. There's like five major corporations that run literally everything. And one of them is a fucking just complete cap of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and he's a fucking delight because he's like, oh, yeah, that gun blows up in their faces. Ooh. <laughs> like, so much fun, guys. It's It's stupid. But it's the funnest stupid I've played for more than a hundred hours. You know, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> good times. So yeah, and the soundtrack is actually really good too. That's like the first place I heard uh, "Minus the Bear" was like the first time I heard them was on that soundtrack. Or whoever did "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked," can't remember who did that one. Uh, Cage the Elephant. Cage yes. the Elephant. Minus yeah. the Bear. You turned into Cage. You turned Cage the Elephant into Minus the Bear. Man, you could call it David the Gnome and I would get it wrong. You know? It's, it's uh, Verb the Noun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a boomer. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyway, that's it for us uh, tonight, guys. Let's see. Kevin, where can people find you? You have an at that you want people to you want to share with the social medias out there? I mean, as long as Twitter's yeah, still I, up. <laughs> God, I, I don't Because you're as addicted as me and Felicia down. are. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got to have my Twitter. But uh, they can find me at NYGBCPod. Uh, we also have a website, NYGBCPod.com. And, you know, wherever you get podcasts. Yep. And Felicia, you can be found at Felicia underscore heart 13. That is correct. Felicia uh, underscore heart 13. Kyle, 
you're not on social media anymore. I mean, I'm I'm there. No, you're not. I'm just not participating. <laughs> <laughs> That's at Kyle J. Steenblick if you want to find him. Yeah. Send him dick pics. He wants those. Sure. So, uh, let's Still, see. nobody has. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. It's, it's, <laughs> except those ones I got from Hunter Biden. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I saved them. Yeah. You got up to that level, huh? <laughs> okay. It's fine. Uh, and you can find me he at was just sending office. them to everybody. It's spam, really. I've I've tried Hive. I've tried <laughs> Mastodon. I've tried lots of other things. And uh, I'm going down with the Titanic. That's fine. I'm it's just fine. playing the fucking fiddle. I'll just going yeah, down. I'll just wait. I'll just watch where everybody else goes. Yeah, it's- exactly. I'm waiting for uh, the the Twitter guy at Jack to just come out with his own fucking <laughs> yeah, new I'm thing. Sure just just fight Elon to the death over a fiery inferno. That's Let's what do I it. Mean. Yes. I want them to duel the face. Jack is. He wouldn't be too hard. Like Elon wouldn't be too hard to. No, I feel like I could take Elon. Hell no. Yeah, I could take him. He's all torso. I mean, yeah, go for the knees. Yeah, <laughs> those fucking chicken plan. legs he's got. <laughs> Just a good like side kick to the knee. He's done. Jack works out. Jack's like a big yoga guy. I'm pretty sure he does tai chi. Yeah, he's got this. <laughs> yeah, that beard is powerful. Exactly, that beard is powerful. <laughs> yep. So anyway, guys, that's it for episode number four hundred three. It's officially in the can. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. Buenas noches. I'm learning Spanish. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. How do you say Don't they I don't know yet. Okay. Yes. Over there. Get fucked in Spanish. Donde es la baño? <laughs> Soy de Salt Lake City. That's what, yep. I'm working on it, guys. Okay. Uh, I learned a lot of Spanish in Catholic school. So, like, but it was all. Uh, it was all Latin. No, it was <laughs> it was all really informal, and the Pimsler audiobook that I got is all really formal. So my friend, who's fluent, is helping me get back to the ones I know how to say. <laughs> like it was like, all weirdly. I promise I won't say anything. Like como está usted? No, that's not. It's como estás. It's como estás. It's not como está usted. <laughs> that's like when I tried talking to a Japanese exchange student about you know me knowing Japanese, and he's like, "You sound like a." 90 year old woman yeah exactly, that's exactly yeah they're te- like nobody they're says me. it that way anymore they're, shut up they're trying to teach me to do the usted shit and it's like nobody says usted like <laughs> you are a tourist <laughs> oh. my yeah. podcast partner bendick has a master's degree in spanish and i just i just can't i can't do languages i can't remember them long enough they're just in one ear and out the other. They're gone right away. And he knows literally everything there is to know about, like what happened in Spain with the fascist, <laughs> the whole uprising. That oh yeah, there. <laughs> oh yeah. He's obsessed. Norte. He's obsessed. Soy norte. That's what I was trying to think. Remember, <laughs> soy, soy norte. Kyle, okay. sign off. I like did it three times. Did you do it? I don't know. Yeah. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. <laughs> she did it. I didn't hear yours. Huh? You did. Yeah, oh. I did. I waited for him. Oh okay. Yeah, I did uh, it like Kevin. three times. Sign off. You gotta Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. Whatever. No. <laughs> you don't know. People could be listening to some weird times. Who knows? It's, it's the where I am. It's the morning time. That's, oh, Jesus Christ. Then it's bueno, buenos, buenos dias. Ohio Tardes is the afternoon. Oh, my ah, wow. shit. Yeah, I got that wrong. Told you I don't know languages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Suminasai. There you go. <laughs> Nachos grande. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> <laughs>
Corretita. Pierria. Oh. No, Pierria is real good, though. <laughs> you should try Pierria. Oh. All right, bye. All right, guys, we're out of here. See you.